Hi, this is Melesia with Interview Secrets That Get You the Job. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm excited to share these secrets. I'm excited to interview people who know more than I do. How do I even come to a place where I know interview secrets? Pretty easy. One, I've had over 50 jobs myself. Actually started working when I was 13. It was the summer I turned 14, but I was definitely 13 when I started getting my first paycheck. And in between, I've had temp jobs, I've had contract jobs, I worked two or three jobs at a time. I was a small business owner, I wrote a book, I've had amazing full-time jobs, and even beyond that, I was a welfare-to-work job coach and a recruiter in a past life. So all of my experience has given me the opportunity to see places where people used really great secrets, skills, opportunities to really excel in their interview. I've also seen situations where people just said all the wrong things. They had sweaty hands, they were stressed out, they had a wardrobe malfunction. And so I'm here to share with you secrets that get you the job. everyone. While we're taking a quick break, I just want to remind you that I really stand behind a product called Carpet. Um, They do everything about antiperspirant. So one of their mottos, or I should say their main logo is stop sweating, start living. And I think that's really important, especially in a job interview, on a date, or anywhere that you're going to feel a little bit nervous and you want to feel confident. They have wipes, they have powders, they have roll-ons, they have sprays for various parts of your body. And so if you need it, you should get it. It's called Carpe. Hey, Ben. Hello. So um, I wanted to just go over something that recently came up from a fellow listener. It's all about inter internships. And um, some people do internships before college, like maybe with a family friend or something like that, because they're kind of doing career exploration. Some people do internships during college, and some people do internships after college, right? Right. So let me just read um, this email that I got. And um, they did not Say I had to cover their name, but I'm going to just take the chance that in case this person didn't want to use their real name, I did answer them, but I just kind of want to go from what we're listening to, uh, why we're talking about this. Dear Melesia, I hope you are doing well. My name is, and I'm just going to say Sam. I have found your email by listening to the podcast, Interview Secrets That Get You the Job, and I should say that it is really interesting and inspiring, and I have learned a lot from you. I'm actually an international student in Sydney, Australia, and I come from a country in East Africa. I am actually doing a casual part-time job, and the pay is quite low, and I was looking for a stable, long-term part-time job for me to do, 
but I am having a lot of difficulty in finding so. I was ready to do any kind of job, be it receptionist or waitress. I really wanted to do an internship or a part-time job in my field of accounting. However, especially now because of COVID and especially the fact that I am an international student, I have completed three semesters out of six. It's quite hard for me to get a good job. I have applied a lot online and I have also printed a lot of resumes and gone in person to restaurants and shops to give my resume. But the only job I'm able to have are the really cheap ones where they pay you $10 per hour in restaurants. However, because of my studies, I won't be able to work for too many hours and I'll have to find a better paying and stable job. My expenses are also very high since I need to pay rent, electricity, etc. I'm having a lot of difficulty with that. Do you have any tips or advice that you could give me? Kind regards. Sam, not their real name. And so um, this was great. I, I loved hearing from a listener. And so I had said um, that, you know, some of the things that they could do would be to find people from their own culture who may um, have like small businesses where they would give somebody a bigger chance, like some, maybe somebody from their own culture that needs that language for translating um, and somebody who is speaking two languages, that would be super great because um, they could utilize all of their skills. They just don't have to use Australian English that they have learned, obviously, but they could also use um, maybe some of their native language. Um, so you might find somebody in your culture group that um, needs an accounting person for their small business or would be willing to, you know, that is like excited to have a, a counterpart, a country counterpart in the area. And so that that was one of my ideas. And then, you know, I also offered that, hey, I'm willing to look at your resume. Um, I'd love to see a picture of your best interview outfit and go from there. But the reason I invited Ben was because um, this this listener mentioned looking for internships. And Ben, you're in the middle of in, looking for internships right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I did my first two years of college and then actually went into the military, um, did a few years, got medically separated, and then came back out and started college again. And so I definitely, um, just, to, just like Sam, I kind of have a different... Um, uh, unordinary approach to where I'm going. And so right now I'm getting close to my senior year of college and I'm looking for internships and I definitely am finding it difficult as well. So um, I heard you were telling me a little bit about the types of internship um, programs that you've seen, <clears throat> excuse me, so far. And so you mentioned, I think three, can you go over what you've seen? Yeah. So there's typically about three or four different types. Um, one can be, hey, we'd love to have you on. And when they bring you on, they just kind of, uh, you know, it might pertain to what you want to do, but they just kind of stick you in the back with a computer and you're just data entry or, you know, doing the little job that they don't necessarily want to do or that there's a lot of. And that's okay. Um, at least you get, you know, some insight into the job, but it can be a little bit difficult because you don't really get to see the whole range of what that job entails. Um, a second one would be um, they bring you in, but it's like, hey, here's our eight, 10 week program during the summer. And 
they're giving you some pretty cool insights to bring in what you've learned in the classroom into the real world, but it's more of a um, fake kind of... Day camp. Yeah, day camp. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of babysitting you and giving you some fake projects, but it can be cool, you know, and you can present to them and it's a chance for them Pad to your see. resume. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the third is, uh, in my opinion, the best is when they bring you on and I think this also depends on kind of where your skill set is at or what kind of experience you have in it. But they bring you on, they mentor you, and they have you working directly with someone in that field. And you're kind of doing day-to-day operations, just uh, just helping them out and uh, being with them in that. Okay, great. And so, um, yes, it depends on the skill. Like if somebody is focused on a marketing degree, a finance degree, a business degree, project management. Um, I guess there's not really a sales degree. I mean, they're psychology. They're, there's probably just so many things out there. Um, but as a student, what are you seeing like with yourself and other people maybe that you're reading online, like blogs or social media or things like that? What are, what are people that are trying to get internships, um, what is the main focus for them to get into a particular company? Is it the brand? Is it the leadership? What are, or is it all over the place depending on the person? I think it's kind of depending on the person. Um, you're definitely, and kind of one recommendation I would have is getting in early. Um, you see a lot of you know, either people have to have an internship for school or they're just looking for an internship for the summer. And so you see people that are applying right near the end of the semester around May, but, you know, those internships have been on the market for a few months now. And so they may still let you apply, but they've basically already chosen their person. So I would say that's that's definitely a recommendation I would have. Um, as far as just other things of getting it, I, I think when I was first starting and I was talking to Melissa about this, um, I hadn't applied to a single one. I had saved, you know, probably about 30 different internships and read into them and researched the companies and was all about it and hadn't applied to a single one. And I kept thinking just, uh, you know, everything I didn't have for the company. I'd read the job description and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I'd get down and they're like, we would prefer you to have you know, a master's degree or have, you know, all this coding stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't have any of that. And I'm like, well, I'll just save it for later. Maybe I'll do it. And then um, I started looking at some other internships and, you know, maybe some easier internships. And I was like, oh, well, I can just apply it for that real quick. You know, it's not my first choice. And then after I applied for the first one, it kind of just uh, snowballed from there. I was like, you know, like, that's okay. I'm just going to try to leverage what I do have. And so I definitely came out a lot more confident and I've applied for probably about 20 to 30 in the past couple of days. Uh, wow. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so um, where are some of the places that you have looked for internships? Like when somebody's just starting, is it at their college or like, is there a student board? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if your college does have um, a good student board, that's always a good way to go because they have a career center and they have different people that um, are, you know have relationships with that so you're not having to try to convince them um, you know hey I can be beneficial to your firm they already know because they're out there seeking that um, a lot of times your college will have you know an internship or a career day 
Um, those are good opportunities where you can set meetings. Right now it's virtual, but set meetings with those companies and kind of have an interview and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. They know what they're looking for. So they're looking for you. They're looking for someone like you. But for me, I've had a lot of success on uh, things like LinkedIn and stuff like that. Uh, I Right now, I have an account on LinkedIn where it kind of shows me some of the analytics of these different jobs of who's applying and how many applicants and stuff like that. And so I can kind of see where I fall within that. Um, you know, like I said before, it's not you know, the perfect strategy to judge yourself based on the other applicants, but it does kind of tell you uh, kind of where that job is at. Okay. And um, so one of the things that I learned years ago, because when I was a welfare to work job coach, I used to say to companies like, can't they just come here? Like, yeah, they have no skills whatsoever, but all she wants to be in the whole world is like a receptionist. Like she's so excited to dress up and be the face of the company and all that. Can't she just come here? And they said, no, we're a for-profit company. We can't have volunteers. Like that is literally illegal with the IRS. So what was good in that situation was um, because Welfare to Work um, was a new program under President Clinton at the time, years ago, um, people could actually get some of their pay, um, I don't know the word, fortified or like funded by the government. So then the company might pay $3 an hour and then the program paid another $7 an hour and it got them to like $10 an hour. And it was for a short time, like maybe six weeks. And we called it on the job training, OJT. And so it kind of gave people the chance to practice um, a job. And so that, you know, that's something like, let's just say that you liked dog grooming, but you're not sure you want to go into it. You can't just go volunteer at PetSmart. You actually have to have a job there because of the liability and the insurance. So it's the same in your situation. Volunteer is for nonprofits. You, you can't just sneak in the back door for a company and say, just let me be here. I just want to be around you guys. Right. <laughs> you know, that would be fun, you know, to go to Tesla and just hang out with Elon Musk and just like, you know, bring him coffee and just listen to him think and <laughs> watch him make my Bitcoin go down. Uh. <laughs> as far as, as far as finding internships, I think um, kind of my strategy was, uh, you know, I kind of thought about, okay, where would I want to work? If I could work anywhere, where would I want to work? And for me, location was kind of my first thing, um, just because I wanted to get established in my community. Um, and then I, so from there, I thought, okay, what are some cool, innovative companies that kind of uh, match the same ideals that mine do? Um, and so, you know, I started to apply to some of those places, but it was it was difficult because there wasn't a lot of internships that pertain to what I wanted to do. And so then it was just, um, you know, I would be going there for the sake of the name of going there. And so. So, yeah. Can we talk about Volvo Charleston? Because you love Charleston. You want to you love Volvo cars. You like how innovative they are and all of that. But when you looked in their internships, what kind of what kind of um, opportunities or internship positions did they have? Well, so their their headquarters for U.S. I believe are out of New Jersey. So that was a lot of what I'm going into is kind of HR type stuff, and so that was a lot of where their HR stuff was. But in Charleston, it's more of a, a physical plant where they're putting these cars together. 
And so there was a lot of engineering or a lot of, um, you know, supply chain management, logistics stuff, which I'm interested in, but doesn't really go to, you know, I wouldn't get, be getting the most out of it for my future career. And so I, you know, I saved them all regardless of what they had to do with me, but I, I just wasn't sure. But one, one thing I did do is I try to reach out to the HR hiring manager and just let them know like, hey, I'm really interested in your company and I see that you don't have an internship for what I want to do, but I would love to, you know, join your team. And this is how I feel like I could be, you know, a, an essential part of your team. And I didn't even get a reply, but I, I ended up applying for some of the HR ones in New Jersey, just because for the summer, I don't mind moving around a little bit. I think that'd be fun, but yeah, that, that was a little bit more difficult, but they are such a big brand that it's kind of hard to get in contact with anyone, you know, if they don't want to talk, they're not going to talk. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, dressing, getting dressed up, getting your resume and going in and just talking to someone because, you know, they can't not see you, but. You can't run from Florida to New Jersey right now. <laughs> so, well, actually you're in New Jersey in two weeks. I don't know. Would you walk in there? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well then <laughs> it's time to dust off that, that suit and go to New <laughs> Jersey. Cause we actually have to be in New Jersey in a couple of weeks. So that's awesome. Uh, I didn't think about that. So um, then you got a response from one company and you were like, Whoa, they're like, you're moving on to the next step. And all of a sudden you got nervous. Like, I'm not sure I want to, I want to put a ring on yeah, it. I'm not ready to commit yet. Yeah, absolutely. So I applied to a bunch of these, you know, pretty late at night. And then the next morning they're like, oh, congratulations. We want you to do kind of a one-way video interview where they just give you a set of questions and you answer them. And then from there you have the opportunity to move on to a, a, a two-way face-to-face virtual interview. And yeah, the first question I asked Malesio was, oh, what do I do if they offer me a job? And, you know, I'm not sure if that's the one I want to take. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny. I guess it's great to apply to a, buff, a bunch of them, but be mindful that if you apply for things, and this isn't the case with his situation, but if you apply for things like just out of desperation or just out of convenience or it's located up the street and you don't really want to be there, be mindful that you might get picked and that could be the the first one or the only one that calls you and then you're kind of stuck with them. So apply for what you really want to do unless you're at the point where you're in your last semester of college and you have to have this internship done, then go get it. <laughs> Whatever it is you can, go get. So Ben, um, I'm curious, you go to a school where a lot of the professors have are currently CEOs, former CEOs, professionals. Have you tapped that at all? Have you called any of them and said, hey, I love your class and I love the way you do things. Is there any companies here in Charleston that you think I'd be a good fit for for an internship? I, I actually haven't. When I, I attended this university um, for one semester, then I switched colleges for one semester and then ended up switching back to this college. So um, the professors that I knew in my first semester, um, they were mostly retired and not in the workforce. And so that really hadn't crossed my mind. But this semester, I have a few professors that are, you know, still in it and still are leading organizations in their community. But I, with online school, it's been difficult because you can't really build those relationships the same way. And so 
Yeah. I just, I don't know if I'm at that point to where, you know, if it was just, you know, they knew some friends who owned a mom and pop shop, then that might be okay. But I mean, these are people that are, you know, CEOs of very large corporations or former CEOs. And so at that level, I, for me, I'd rather just kind of establish with them first, but it's, you know, I, I think it's definitely worth asking. I mean, that's why they're there. They, they came down to this level to help people you know, younger generation move up. So So in other people's situations where maybe they have a really good relationship with, with a professor, that might be something to have a conversation with. Like where, what part of the industry do you think I'd fit into or what organization? I think that's one thing. That's an excellent point, Melissa. That's one thing because you're going to need, you know, especially if you have a professor that you have a connection with, but just in general, you're going to need those recommendation letters and stuff like that from them anyway but also you know if you've moved out of your parents house and you're living there and you don't currently have a job you know those are the inter those are the adults and those are the um you know kind of workforce people that you're interacting with every day they see your work they see what you're passionate about they see how much effort you put in and so uh, even past a reference letter i mean they really are in a position to uh, make recommendations for you and uh, kind of tell you where you would fit in the workforce and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so if you could give people advice right now, because COVID, well, it's just sucked. And so relationships, even, you know, it's a loss of like a year of relationship building that people could have been making. I mean, even the relationship, like, going down to local coffee shop where other professionals grab their coffee, you can't, you couldn't even do that in some places like New York and stuff. Well, if you could give people advice about getting their confidence built up and and getting ready for internship season, whether it's here in the U.S., abroad, or somebody who's willing to go to another country like you are willing to go to Italy or Spain or something like that, if that's where your internship took you, what would you tell them? They're, they're depressed, they're worried, they're stressed out. We don't know how to, either they, they're just starting out. What would you say? Or they've been procrastinating. Okay. <laughs> I would say leverage online. Um, one, obviously you mentioned COVID and so this really comes into play, but really leverage online you're really able to either connect i think linkedin is a great opportunity for this just because it does go in the business realm but you can you know leverage any sort of social media but one just go looking for people that are in the industry you like or people that you know personally and reach out to them and ask their recommendation and you know you don't have to give them your whole life story but just say you know like COVID has been hard for me to really connect, but, you know, I I would love some insight and some, you know, recommendations. Um, Past that, just looking, using the internet for finding internships and finding opportunities or researching companies. Um, I think that's, you know, you can't go out door to door and look at them, but you can find a lot of information online. And then kind of going back to Sam's situation where she's kind of having trouble finding you know, an internship or getting her foot in the door. Um, you know, if you have a little bit of time left before, you know, you start your summer internship or anything like that, you can go online and you can take free courses. You can look at YouTube videos. You can 
pay a little bit of money to get real certifications, even if they're not, you know, the world's best certifications, you know, you're a 20-something year old college student or wherever you're at, and, you know, just getting any sort of thing like that, even by watching YouTube videos, you can put that on your resume, not that you're watching YouTube videos, but say, you know, I've you know, researched I, yeah, I've researched this or, you know, in your cover letter, you say, like, I'm very interested in this. This is the stuff I'm learning. You know, use the keywords that you're learning in those um, show that, you know, you have the capacity to learn that stuff and you have the, um, you know, drive and willingness that you want to learn. And so I think uh, kind of using those, uh, you know, going out of your way to learn and putting that on your resume, I think will help. Yeah. And um, Sam, not their real name. Uh, looks like, unfortunately, I had responded a really long email and it might have gotten deleted. So um, I do want to say that that going to your cultural um, group, um, if you're in an area where you're not you know, from normally, isn't the only answer. Um, I'm definitely going to answer back to them personally, but that was just one idea. But another thing too, I like your idea of just growing, you know, some of those keywords, that sort of thing. But another thing is um, going to your school and just saying, you know, because here in the U.S., there's there's public schools and there's private schools, and some of the private schools are high end private schools, but some of them are just for profit companies. And they actually got in trouble here in the U.S. because people would get degrees with them and not be able to get a job because the degree didn't really count. It wasn't transferable, all of those things that happen with it. So now a lot of those career schools have gotten to the point where they have an on-site career counselor because they don't want to lose their funding or their certification. So go to your school and say, you know, who has approached you? What businesses are partners here? What businesses have alumni that would give somebody a chance? Um, that's another place to do it. And then another thing is to, um, when you're getting, when you keep getting lower paying jobs, is get a job that maybe pays kind of low, but has like a bonus structure or a commission on top of it. It's tough if you're not a salesperson personality, right? But if they said, you know, and maybe you can ask them, especially if they're um, a small owner, a small business owner, you can say, if I sell these 10 pies, can I get 25 extra dollars? Or if I, you know, do this project faster, is there any bonus that you could give me? Because I'm trying to raise my income. And that might be a way for you to make more money at a job that doesn't necessarily have that in place. Yeah, one of the other things, and it's kind of hard if you're, you know, coming in at the internship level or anything like that, but, um, you know, and this isn't always the case, but something to look into is, you know, what other responsibilities can you take on? Um, oftentimes, even in the military, we had people who, you know, civilians that were, um, you know, within our thing that would take on extra responsibilities or, you know, even when I was in high school or college, we had teachers, professors that you know, they were going through a rough time and they would do janitor duty to make a little extra money. You know, they were taking on little things um, just to, you know, have the second title or have whatever so that they could, you know, bring in even just a little bit extra. Yeah. So, so get flexible, but at the same time, get out there and start applying for your internships. ASAP, it is only February. Um, I'm sure a lot of them are already in the process, but 
you know, like Ben said, he had started where he had done none. He was just kind of thinking about it. And then one day he just said, instead of focusing on what I don't have, I'm going to focus on what I do offer and what I do bring to the table. And so if you need help with a cover letter, um, write me on my email, interviewsecretszilla, that's Z-I-L-L-E-R, at gmail.com. And it's in the description, and I'll put it there for you. Um, reach out to me. And um, Sam, not your real name, I will be writing you soon. It looks like that email originally was sent to you, but maybe it got erased somewhere in the process. All right. Thanks, Ben, for joining me. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining this podcast about internships, um, especially pre, mid, and post-college internships. Um, just wanted to make sure that you guys have that information in front of you. And like I said, this email letter that prompted me to think, hmm, what are people doing with internships? And it's kind of internship season. So how do they deal with that? What are they going to do about it? And just trying to give you some fresh ideas. But more than anything, like all of my episodes, keep your head up. Do not be discouraged. This is your moment and um, you've got to feed yourself some way. So if, if there's a way to get a new job, if there's a way to build relationships and network, keep asking, keep asking who knows somebody who's hiring. That's where you've got to be. And so I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you need any help, reach out to us by email. It's always in the description. Interviewsecretziller at gmail.com. And I hope to be in touch soon. Goodbye.